Episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. Smells like chlorine, Givenisi, and joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, along with me, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man, how's business? Sup? Sup? Today, really good. We're like crushing it. I mean, yeah, it's it a like, new year. That's right. You know? So we get one good day of productivity, and then it goes to shit. <laughs> you you exercised yesterday. I exercised yesterday. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Good night's sleep. Yeah. Eating right. New Year's resolutions. It's a January thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, do you have a New Year's resolution or any mantra that you're uh, for 2019? Um, so I had some. And I, I've had every year. But yeah. uh, they're, they're in progress, in flight. One thing that I am definitively doing is I am creating a schedule for myself. I know what I'll be doing on Wednesdays. Mm. I know what I'll be doing at four on Tuesdays, blocking my time out and planning for for me, for work, for hmm. not I'm done just kind of going with it. Yeah. Because that never worked for me. Yeah. Mine is very simple. Stay lean in 2019. Mm, I like that. And it's it, it works two ways. One, like exercise and stuff like everyone does at the, in the new year. But then also in my business, ruthlessly cutting expenses, editing the shit out of everything. Mm. You know, my business, articles, podcasts, videos, making things super tight. Lean, Get baby. rid of the extras, the unneeded. Yeah, shed that fat, baby. That's right. That's it. So in this episode, however, we're talking about making money with podcasts. I like podcasts. Yeah, I do too. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, we both make money with our podcast. We have Listen Money Matters, that show, if you want to go check it out. If you're interested in personal finance, getting better with your money, I highly recommend it. Uh, I was on it for the first, what, year? Yeah, but it was 250 episodes yeah. worth. A lot of you know, episodes. Some have gotten nixed over time. Sure. But I would say 
um, time-wise, not the majority, but episode-wise, I, I believe you're on the majority of the episodes. And then we're very close. To yeah, and house. then and then Thomas took over. Thomas Frank, mm. who's been on the show a few times, and mm. who's a good friend of both of ours, and we met him through Listen Money Matters. Uh, and then obviously this show, this is a, a podcast, and um, we both make consistent money from our podcast now. But it's been sort of a rocky, bumpy road, and we're going to talk about some of the challenges that we face along the way, and what's worked for us, and what we still struggle with, because it's cool. always, it's always a struggle. So it, that is true. Let's talk about Listen Money Matters. That's the old, the old, uh, the old show. It's been around since 2014. I've got my spreadsheet pulled up. You do. Yes. All right. Let's just give a whole timeline because. Um, now, in full disclosure, this is the second time we're recording this episode because uh, t- I had some technical difficulties with the first recording, so fuck me. <laughs> and and it, t- it took almost a week for the Geek Squad to arrive. Could you yeah, I, I called the Geek Squad, <laughs> and, and they, they were like, we'll be out there any minute, sir. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, and it took a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, technology. Uh. So let's just give a quick time. I want to give a quick timeline because I, this is like a, a crazy refresher for me. Mm-hmm. 2014, November, I believe we started, we, we published our first episode of Listen Money Matters. I, I believe you're correct. All right. Um, and we started it because we were, we were working on listenmoneymatters.com, which was the, the, the personal finance website. And that's how we teamed mm-hmm. up. We met through Fizzle. Uh, which is like a uh, online education, online business education platform, whatever, with a forum. We met through there, and I believe you like Swim University. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I was like actively learning about personal finance, and so we teamed up and we worked on listenmoneymatters.com together. And then we would Skype a lot, a ton, and that's mm-hmm. when your wife Laura or your uh, were you married? No, you were married at the time. No, yeah. were we? Actually, I think yeah. since I've known you, we yeah. Yeah, you know, you know when you were married, right? What year? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. What year <laughs> is that? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so then she kept hearing our conversations over Skype because she was just in the other room, and mm-hmm. we're like, "You guys should record a podcast or record this or whatever." And and I had some history with recording podcasts before that were not money makers and not for business, just for fun. So we did, and we started yeah. in 2014. And we recorded one episode a week uh, for about eight months, and we grew basically not at all. <laughs> yeah, very little bit. Like, we emailed everyone that we knew. You you actually wrote a definitive podcast promotion guide on Money Lab uh-huh. that pretty much enumerates everything we did and how to what degree it worked. Oh, that's right. Yes. So you could- I, I remember in the beginning, like, because we had – one of the things on the list was like contact every person you've ever known in your life yeah. and tell them. And I remember for a while it was all these people like from high school yeah. that they were That's listening. Funny. I was like, what you're, what you're listening. So weird, you know, but it's cool. it was fun. I remember like by May of 2015, we had about 200 subscribers or 200 downloads an episode. We were using mm-hmm. Libsyn at the time for our podcast hosting, which I was, I was talking to my buddy yesterday. I was like, who the fuck uses Libsyn? No, no offense to Libsyn, but and it's a surprising amount. So the these people that I was working with on a podcast platform, they built a script that scans every feed in iTunes 
and detects like if it's from blueberry, really? Lipson. Lipson is the vast majority. That's still. it's so old school. And with with AWS, like why? Mm. You could be spending so much less with like transistor or it's, simple. At this cast point, or something. it's not even less. Like why, why don't you get some features up in there? Yeah, anything. Just make the freaking yeah. UI better. Bring it into the 2000s. Please. Um, so then... In- wow, we're real assholes. <laughs> I hope no one's listening from Lipson. Sorry, you guys are great for the, the eight years or whatever that we hosted with you. Yeah. Um, but so they... they So in, in 2015, May, in May of 2015, we decided to go daily for a month to try it out because we saw other podcasters like, you know, uh, GLD do it. So we did it. Mm. And we grew like a significant amount, and I don't know, and I don't think you have the numbers, but like I don't know how much we grew. So I don't know off the top of my head, but it was the the graph is that one graph that you wish if there was anything you did in your life, it that it performed with a graph that steep. Right. Um, it was a very sexy graph, For, and it just pulled to the first year. It it really worked. It really worked, and. I would equate a lot of it to there was a couple of things we did in that month too that weren't I mean look we tried to replicate this with Money Lab back in October of 2018 with zero success like literally we didn't did it when there was like no competition people sure. didn't even know what podcasts were yeah 2015 right yeah um, but also you know we interviewed some heavy hitters and we interviewed listen our Mr Money Mustache. And he had tweeted it and put it on his blog. So that it was, was very like big for us. Very big. Um, we were getting listed in a bunch of like best personal finance podcast lists. And people were finding us that way, which was me actively going out and either getting people to write these lists or, uh, you know, saying, hey, would you listen to our show and maybe consider adding it? And they did. So um, there was a bunch of things we did on top of uh, – that we were also getting interviewed on other shows and stuff. So, but then uh, I remember that we talked to Libsyn. <laughs> we talked to a guy that worked at Libsyn, and his name was Rob. Um, I'm sure he still works there. I'm not sure though, but uh, he is kind of like he the guy. Right? Is Libsyn? Oh, he yeah. is Libsyn. Okay, so I mean, I don't know if yeah, but he's he's the guy. Yeah. So we talked to him at Podcast Movement, which was in 2015 in August, and mm. it was in uh, Dallas, Texas, where we we flew there and attended the show and we had a we were drinking with him at a bar and he was telling, I don't know if I've ever had more whiskey in a night than <sighs> yeah that was a that was rough or spent that much on whiskey in a night yeah and i remember him saying that no advertiser is going to talk or look at you unless you're getting 5000 downloads an episode mm. and i remember we weren't there yet but we were pretty close and by like August or September, we had hit 5,000 downloads an episode, but we were a daily show. Yeah. And then it came time to start selling So many ads. more downloads than just... Many more downloads, right? We had a lot more inventory to sell, mm. and advertisers would look at us. And so then it was time to start selling ads, and that's where you came in, and, I, and you sold our first ad, and you remember who that was? Betterment. Yep. And we sold it. I literally wrote them an email essay. You did on what online. I mean, I tend to do those. You do. Types you write things. very. You're very lengthy in your writing. In your email writing. I've since since learned that is not the best way to sell ads. No. But. And do you remember how much we made? 
I think it was like three thousand thirty-two hundred. We we had an obscenely high CPM per mm-hmm. episode. That I want to say like eighty dollars CPM. It was yeah. really insanely high, and um, because we were daily, it was maybe like they had the whole month or something. Mm-hmm. I, I forget right. exactly how it worked, but it, it was about like three. And then after that, what happened? And then realized how incredibly difficult or how incredibly unprepared I was at getting ads. Just the prospecting of it, the talking with the people. I had not really done sales before and and people didn't know. And they they honestly still, now in 2019, don't really know how podcast ads work. Um, I find myself explaining it. Quite a bit. Yeah, and so it was. I think there was more barriers than we were ready for, and hmm. we should have started sooner. So, um, basically, that we, we, I remember you were like, "Fuck this! I'm, I hate selling ads." Selling oh, it ads was the worst. Sucked. Yeah, and you were like, "I'd rather build software. That's what I want to do." And that was sort of where like we sort of split because I was like, "Well, shit! I was thought I did all this work, and I thought we were going to sell ads, and now." We're not, and I have to mm-hmm. wait even longer, and I was kind of desperate for money at the time, so that's when I parted ways from Listen Money Matters. But then... seems I, every time I connect with you, you're desperate for money. Yeah, yeah I'm always, <laughs> forever and ever, dude. I'll be a pajillionaire, and I'll be like, ugh, I just need one more, one, one more pajillion dollars, <laughs> and then I'll be happy. That's right. <laughs> but when, when did you... Because like, when I left... At the end of 2015, mm. Thomas came on in January of 2016, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I almost feel like we're a year ahead. Of we might Tom. be. A, like, oh, you're right. We are a year ahead. We started in 2013. Because I feel like Thomas spent a lot of time where we, me and him did not even discuss monetizing the show right so that was 2015 he started so so to recap the timeline we started in 2013 november 2014 is when we had all the progress at the end of 2014 i left in 2000 january 2015 thomas came on Mm -hmm. and then yeah how long did you guys go doing the first ad was may of 2016 and i don't know if you remember we had been to parties and we met a lot of CEOs of blah, blah, blah companies. Yeah. And one of those companies was SoFi. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to, um, I, I want to say Dan. Dan. Yeah. No, well, th- no, that was, that was our contact. There was he two Dan CEOs. Oh, the CEO, Dan, yeah, Dan Macklin. Yeah. There was like two that. Dan's. Yeah. Yeah. Reached out to him, sold him on ads. And that was, kind of off to the races and when was that what was that uh you said may 2016 so you were Mm -hmm. doing a year and five months with thomas no ads a little over a year with thomas no ads and the impressions we were selling at that time was seventeen thousand an episode but were you making any money from the podcast other than ads prior yeah so i was able to we, I found like a pocket where we would interview CEOs mm-hmm. and I would essentially record a pre-roll and then we would just like bake them into the episode or whatever. And I would say like, hey, we have, you know, John Stein on from Betterment. Um, we love them, yada, yada, yada. Go to listenmoneymatters.com slash Betterment. And people were taking action based on these like off-the-cuff pre-rolls I was 
putting in. Mm-hmm. So, and and it was clear like we had no relation with Funrise. And after the CEO came home, we made like five thousand dollars. And so those links that you were giving out were affiliate links. Correct. Right. Okay. So you were making money with affiliate links, basically, when mm-hmm. you interviewed CEOs of those companies. Yes. Okay. But then, really, the ad sales came in May of 2016, and that was the first one was SoFi. Right. And then what happened? Um, within that month, and it might have even been in conjunction, uh, we actually, it was in conjunction, and, and I could kind of tell my stupidness, but we had signed up for Midroll. Mm. which is an ad agency. Yeah, right. And what I actually did is um, I got the deal to the end, and I remember they sent me like all of these documents I had to fill out. Right. And I looked at them, and I just couldn't. And I was like, hey, Midroll, you want to like do this for me? And they took 30% of the ad that I sold, sold myself yeah. to, to basically – and it turns out after the fact, these are like dumb papers that didn't even need to be filled out. Like it was just mm. bullshit. But you just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So we did that, and then we started getting real advertisers. Like that month, we got Casper, you know, Ibotta, FreshBooks through Midroll. Mm. Do you remember what download numbers you were you were doing? So like, do you remember when this was all seventeen thousand an episode until uh, the seventh? Month of that year, whatever month that is, June, July. Yeah. That was, then we were at 19,000. So 17,000 downloads an episode. But you were yeah. you were weekly at that point. We weren't daily anymore. Right. We okay. were weekly. So when I, do you remember like when at the, at the peak of when I left and in January, I guess, of 2016, what the download numbers were? Of like, when you left. Yeah. Was it like around eight or nine, maybe a thousand? Um, I, I could check on Libsyn. You still have access to head. Libsyn? It's because I, I haven't switched over the website, pieces of it. Oh, man. We made playlists, mm. and that is all dynamic. God, you're, so you're paying for two podcast hosts company right now? It is of the smallest issues in my life, but okay. yes. All right. No judgment here. But I'm Sounds like you're judging Yeah, me. I'm very much judging. <laughs> but all right. So all right. But let's just say by the, when you were selling ads – for SoFi, you were roughly $17,000 an episode, mm. which is pretty high. Yeah. It's pretty high. We were super excited about it. Yeah. Um, Do you think most of the growth on the podcast itself came from the website's growth in SEO? I, and this is something that we can no longer do for reasons that we can postulate about, but I, I believe it was iTunes SEO, mm. the thing that we essentially killed at the beginning right. of this show, that I, I attribute most of the growth to that. Really? Because the website, yeah, the website didn't get that much traffic until maybe 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, we, not much. Maybe it was like 50,000 a month. And, or, and we were, and I guess what we, since we got started so early, we were always ranked in the top in investing category we were always like in the top 10 and i think the seo and itunes played to that because like if you search freakonomics yeah it was freakonomics and the next one was was listen money matters okay and like i had us next to every show Mm -hmm. which is like the best free advertising right all right so 
Um, and then you've been selling ads pretty much ever since. Mm-hmm. And through it was through mid-roll, and then you switched to something else, which is basically another, another competitor to mid-roll, right? Right. And at the whole time, were you still selling your own stuff, or just it was super in free? I don't know. Like, what were you doing? We, we were. It was both, and you know, we say the email address in every episode. Yeah. We, we get a, a good amount of inbound interest. Sure. Um, I tend to be really bad or, or just uninterested in chasing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it was both. You know, yeah. So, what are the biggest? What were the biggest challenges in the beginning? And then, I guess, what were the biggest challenges that you face today? So, in the beginning, it was really, really easy. There were actually weren't many challenges. And I'm looking at the numbers, and we were making, in some cases, more money then on the show than now. Really? Um, because advertisers were real easy. Whatever we put up there worked. We mm-hmm. would, if we had a ten spots with a company, mm-hmm. we would do. I would record one ad and I'd play it over ten weeks, you know. And towards the end of mid roll, everyone had to be unique. Yeah. Every advertiser had a problem with something, and then as the volume got bigger, it was a, a, a higher amount they had to buy into, and so it was harder to get interest. Um, so the industry just changed. Yeah, and then like over this time period, like just more podcasts came in and there was more competition. It wasn't like I mean, they were comparing our rates to other people's rates right. and our performance to other people's and Yeah. Um and it sounds like they just got more strict with what they were buying. You know, they were yeah. just they just they got more arrogant, I guess, in like how they how they wanted their ads to be presented. And and we were for the most part, always pretty restrictive on who he wanted to advertise with, which created problems because when they sell a company on your show and they do all that work and then you decline, they get get pissed. Yeah. You burn a bridge. Hmm. And I've burnt hundreds of bridges with them before we, we left. So, so now what? Like now what's the, the, so the challenge still remains that like advertisers so we, are just a bitch to work with. Now. Right. So so first we, we got a bit of a cheat code, which mm-hmm. is uh, Megaphone. They have um, dynamic ads. So now all of us and Laura has been working essentially to set up all the past episodes to be able to run ads, new ads on them. Mm-hmm. And they have a marketplace in conjunction with Nielsen. And so, for example, in November, $4,700 was our take on dynamic ad insertions that it did not involve me or you. Right. And, um, well, they, they take, yeah, they weren't read by us. They were just kind of MP3s recorded by other companies and just stuck into our podcasts. Right. And we take half. So we kept 4,700, which means the show brought in $9,400 mm. in ads just programmatically, which was great. Right. Um, you know, and so we're working on, Improving our processes, probably, uh, hopefully, bringing Stephanie on mm-hmm. to help, um, and it's just about filling more of the inventory. Are you worried about that? About how like those 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 marketplace ads and how they're just kind of they we don't we don't really get to approve them before they get on they go on the show. Mm. They're just kind of stuck in there. Are you worried that that hurts us at all? I think that ads in general hurt us mm-hmm. i don't think that the the type of ad necessarily hurts us and, and one of the goals that i had had 
moving to Megaphone that didn't happen and it's still a goal is providing everyone with an avenue to be ad free for a minimal. I was it was I was thinking about sixty dollars a year, which yeah. is I calculated roughly the revenue we might generate off of someone who listens to every episode. Um, and this way, like, look, if the ads suck and you love the show, sixty dollars over the year, it's not that much a month, and then you don't have to hear any of it. And so right. I, I still need to implement that, but you think the people will buy that? I know that yeah. I know Gimlet does that, right? Yeah, literally taking their model to a T, and the price was inspired by them. Okay. You get like a t-shirt, and then you get all their... I mean... The, to, main, the, the main difference is you won't get a t-shirt. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that um, with podcasts, I don't mind the, the, you know, the quick 30-second burst that you can cl- you know, click on on the iPhone app to move mm-hmm. past the ads is no big deal to me. I do it all the time. Same. I hate it on youtube because you mm. can't do that you can't fast forward unless the ads are bu- unless the ads are built in right so mm. i've actually paid uh, I'm, I'm using the three-month free trial of youtube premium and i'm kind of loving it yeah and i think i it, it's genius because uh i i it's like oh there's no ads on youtube anymore but i'm not even thinking about that but as soon as it comes back after the three-month trial i'm gonna be like fuck this i'm paying for it <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you, you don't know what you got till it's gone sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, now you're, you're going you're gonna to try to do more of our – my assumption is in 2019 and going forward, you're, gonna, you're hiring staff and basically try to sell your own ads on Listen Money Matters to get the maximum amount of money and to work with the people we want to work with and to read the ads ourselves. And that's what you want to do. And then yes. the marketplace on Megaphone is just a backup. So this, this crazy math that I didn't get until I was on board into Megaphone and they explained to me. And so I think at the time we were getting about 350-ish thousand listens a month because of the back catalog. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is um, 350,000. So we have two pre-rolls and two mid-rolls. And so the way that they view it is you multiply that by four and that's actually the amount of impressions that you can sell. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, while we're selling on an episode by episode basis, in reality, we have 1.4 million impressions that we can sell a month. And so selling on new episodes is important, but we have this huge back catalog that we could sell against. And so it's really realizing that whole thing. And Megaphone's the only thing doing that right now? There are other ones. There's Art19. Mm. There's Pippa. Um, I looked at other ones. I figured if we were doing this and we are going to lock ourselves into a new platform, I just wanted all the features. You wanted the best. Everything. I, yeah, and, and that was Megaphone. And, and the one special thing with Megaphone is that um, because they, they have this marketplace that inserts ads in, mm-hmm. uh, it actually pays for itself uh, like fourfold over or something. Oh, interesting. So like I think for us and, and Money Lab is on, Listen My Matters like network account. Mm-hmm. I think it's like about 750 to 800 a month. But when you bring in 4,700 doing nothing, it's like a moot point. Right. All right. So that's the journey of that. 
Yeah. So Money Lab is totally different. It's almost a completely different story. Was mm. I uh, I started the Money Lab podcast in May of 2018, so just last year, and we did an episode at once a week. That was that was it. Never tried it. We did so so that was it for the beginning. Uh, the first ten episodes are just me and someone else uh, talking about business, specifically uh, each episode. And from the very first episode, I did a an ad read, a live ad read on the show for my SEO for bloggers course. And mm. that weirdly, and I did not expect this. I just, I was actually just using it as a placeholder because I knew that I wanted money lab to start selling ads at some point. I wanted sponsorships on the show, but I was like, well, I don't have a sponsor right now. So I'll just, you know, rep my own product. But what happened was, um, it actually started making consistent income for Money Lab. So I released uh, SEO for bloggers in February of 2018, and I sold uh, – it was, it was $97 when I first launched it. And I sold $4,110 worth of uh, copies of that course. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, and then the following month in March – I decided I got a bunch of feedback from a bunch of friends who were all saying, dude, raise the price. It's what was the price then? 97 when I first launched mm. it. And I was like, fine. So I raised it to 197, but I gave everyone on my list an opportunity to buy it at 97 before I raised the price. And I was able to make $3,716 doing that. As a result, result of essentially sending emails. Yes. Tw- two different emails. So basically almost... $8,000 worth of sales from one course at $97. So then in April, that went down significantly. I only made $644. And in May, when I started the podcast, I made $627, so actually lower. But then weirdly in June, that doubled. So I went mm. to $1,200. And I noticed that on every episode of Money Lab, I was actually promoting a coupon code, a different coupon code, and those were being used. So people were hearing the podcasts and buying SEO for bloggers because I wasn't re- promoting it in my email list. And we have another episode coming up about you know, how we undermonetize our email list. But this was something that I had not expected to happen. And then the following month was, was uh, uh, $1,090. In August was $1,400. In September, it was $1,700. In October... We decided to, I'm like, dude, this is working, and you came on board. Let's do 30 days in a row like we did for Listen Money Matters back in 2015 or back in 2014, and we tried to do 30 days in a row in October, 31 days in a row, to see if we can grow the podcast. (laughs) Uh, We were not able to grow the podcast downloads-wise, but we did get a sponsor that month. We got Ahrefs to sponsor every episode in October. And they paid us $5,000 to sponsor all those because I had low numbers. We were getting like maybe $1,000 an episode or something. Right. We're like, look, we're going to overachieve yeah. and we'll do 31 right. reads. And they're like, sure. Yeah. And they uh, were they, – and they gave away um, – they had a contest that we were running that whole month. And they wrote an article about it on their own site saying how awesome it was. 
Like specifically the Money Lab show, specifically this this podcast and how well that went for them. Which is probably growing the show still to this day. Like. Yes. Right? But it, at that time, it really didn't do all that much for the show itself. Now, the weird mm-hmm. part was in November – or sorry, in October, like, you know, we split that, that uh, money because we were both putting a lot of work into doing 31 episodes in a row. So that month I did well in October. But in November, I only made $400. And I was like, that's super weird. Mm-hmm. But it made sense because in October – it was I was selling Ahrefs and not and not mentioning SEO for bloggers. So that consistent marketing, you know, promotion for SEO for bloggers disappeared, mm. and it resulted in a very low November. But then we picked it back up in November. We were doing a weekly episode. I brought SEO for bloggers back on because Ahrefs was no longer a sponsor. And in December we did nineteen hundred. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, with and that's with basically one sponsor, but the sponsor basically paid for almost two months worth of of you know. So it wasn't like we lost revenue; we just got revenue through a different channel. You know, we just replaced the revenue. Um, right. right. You know what I mean? And now you have more back episode surface area that you could dynamically add. You know. So that's what I did. I I went back through all the old episodes. Uh, is that why December did so well, or that's even before? No, that was uh, before I did all that. Yeah, so that oh, was wow. just because of November and December, our episodes were promoting SEO for bloggers again. And now, if you go back through all the old episodes, that's promoting SEO for bloggers. But in January, I, I, I talked to Ahrefs, and they wanted to do it again. And so uh, they'll be sponsoring some episodes uh, in the first quarter of 2019. So, just just it, you know, I might not make a lot of money from SEO for bloggers, but I'll make money a different way. So, literally it, from day but interestingly, one, you'll still be running ads for SEO, correct? For bloggers, from the, on the old, just not on the latest episodes, correct? And what's interesting is that this podcast has made money from day one, not mm. like a livable wage, but it has been technically profitable since day it's one. It's paid more than probably the time and effort. Yes. You know, put into it. Like, it has been profitable time-wise. Yes. Not by a lot, but certainly, mm. you know, more so. So that is the Money Lab journey, which is totally different from Listen Money Matters. And I think Listen Money Matters, we learned so much from. And the the, the one... Doing it from day one is, is such an important decision. Yeah. And I knew that going into it, because that's like, look, it's not my first rodeo, right? And... The one thing that Listen Money Matters doesn't have that that's an advantage to Money Lab is its own product, which I have thought about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and since we have been talking, past few months, and just this is obviously the second time we're, we're talking about this, <laughs> right? I've right. Been thinking a lot more about it. Like uh, it's like an ultimate automated all in house income stream, um, where. You don't have to worry about acquiring ads because it could always fall back on SEO for bloggers. Or your own product or whatever that is. And I feel like that number would be very high, you know, with Listen Money Matters. Yeah. And I was telling you, uh, a buddy of mine, it was Nathaniel, who said, you guys know how to do audio. Why can't it just be an audio product? I, I thought that was an awesome idea. Um, it's just one of those things, like, needs to yeah, be done. it's time. We have the umpteenth projects going on. Right. right now, no, it doesn't make sense, but mm. yeah. Um, and who knows? Like, we can make a lot of money from sponsorships, you know, 
if you had somebody dedicated to selling good sponsorships. On- well, look, I think that is a brilliant idea worth like reiterating that if you have a podcast, mm-hmm. first of all, you could clearly monetize it with a course mm-hmm. like you did. But being that the medium is audio, and if you provide it in a way that they could listen during their commute, you could just do audio. Mm-hmm. Like That is a great way to monetize a podcast from day one Yeah, with minimal effort. It's like creating an audio book, basically. Yeah. Which is what, what's his face? Tony Robbins did. That's what he sold back in the 80s. Audiobooks, man. Mm. You know? That was all their age. He's ahead of his time. Yeah, I don't listen to audiobooks personally, but I am, I, I think I'm in part of the minority. <laughs> I think people love audiobooks. I, I have. Uh, and I think they're great. Yeah. I, when they're read by the author. author. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, so, are sponsorships worth it in general? Do you think I would worth it? I would say if you can pull yourself out of the process, mm-hmm. I, I think as a business owner, it doesn't really build the business. And I think that you need to be building the business. Yeah. So like something like making an SEO for bloggers and then promoting on the show, like it, it was all business building. Yes. And your, your time is not towards selling ads. It's towards building your business. The problem with, you know, how is my matters is set up is we are making money as a result, but it's really dependent on how fast we can run and we don't get to build things that scale. As, yeah. You know, well, I think the biggest difference there is like, if you look at listen money matters, the podcast itself is the business, right? Mm. It is a business in and of itself yes. and it has to make its own money to survive. It does not, it is not a promotional channel for the po- for the website. You're not funneling people into something that already exists. Uh, in a very minor sense, it does that. Right. It's really just an audience onto itself. Yeah. Right. Whereas Money Lab is actually the opposite. Money Lab, it like Money Lab, the the website doesn't get a ton of traffic, and mo- you know if if people want to constantly be engaged with the Money Lab brand, it is through the podcast, and that's where I'm doing most of the promotion. So. It, the promotion is it's a, it's a promotional channel. It's not the business itself. Money Lab, the website, is where people go to buy things, not on the show. I think as a, a case study, the the Money Lab setup is very interesting because the, there's about fifteen hundred people listening mm-hmm. right and now. You have a a course that mm-hmm. could be audio. I mean, you have a really high quality video course, but it could be audio. Yep. Price could be about the same. And so, potentially you could have a podcast with 1500 people making, you know, 1500 to 2000 a month. That is a very doable thing. Yeah. I believe. Yes. I will admit though that that those 1500 people came as a result like pretty quickly because I already had Money Lab the website and we talked about Money Lab on the Listen Money Matters show. So it it did get a boost the way that like Startup mm. or Serial or any of those shows that are super mega popular got a boost from their original parent companies. True. Right? Yeah. But 1500 downloads is not a lot in the grand scheme of podcasts, you know? For, yeah. I have means I have friends that have been doing this with no boost, and they've they have way more than that. So, mm. uh, I do think though that I mean, especially for money or especially for listen money matters, like having your own product from as just a fallback, even mm. you know, is that was so great. I can't 
I love. wish there was a way that I could plug money into the problem. I know. Be absolved of work and it just happened. Yeah. I mean, that's so so the other the the thing the thing about the sponsorships though that I think you had such turmoil with. Mm. Where Money Lab has not experienced the same plight. You also have to acquire less. You only support one advertiser a show. Great, great. Right now, you could have more. I could have more. But right now, but, it's but, one. And that advertiser reached out to you first through Listen Money mm-hmm. Matters. We turned them on to Money Lab, and they ha- and it's Ahrefs, and they have just been the easiest company to work for. To because work I think with. their mindset is very aligned with ours. Yes. So obviously, it was, it's we, easy for us to do what we do because they want us to do what we do. Totally. And we use the product. Like, we're, like oh, we liked sure. them before they reached out to us, and we were actually excited when they did. Well, that was the thing. is like when we had to do ads then, and, and even now, like, it takes almost no time to prepare because it's like, I don't know, what did I do yesterday? Right. And you just kind of, like, spec it out. And I think uh, the you know, with, with list of money matters that can be done also. Right. It's just, mm. I think you've sort of burned yourself out and just said like, I, I, I you just kind of made a decision in your life. I don't want to deal with this. Mm. I hate it. Right. And it, but it's like, if we were to work with companies that we like actually had a working relationship with who were like literally that- friends with, in a, in a, you know, and it, and in a casual email relationship with where it wasn't like, Oh, I have to follow up with this person in 30 days or whatever. Like it was, like the people at Ahrefs, like I would, I actually remember to email them because they're just there. Like I, mm. I use them. So like part of Money Lab is just having maybe, it, it, hopefully maybe four to five just really awesome partnerships with people that I like at the company and will think about all the time and just make sure that they get sold. And it's just like, hey, do you want to re-up or no? That's mm. simple. Like don't. I don't need ad copy. I don't need any of that stuff. Like, you know it works. And that's, I think that's the most important thing, too, is to show that company that what you're doing works for them. And then they're like, go do whatever the fuck you want to. We don't care. So I absolutely agree. And I would even take it one step further in that um, the, I, I believe there needs to be a discussion with whatever these whoever these companies are. And this is the approach we're going to take with Listen to My Matters on, like, what success looks like. Because it's really hard to deliver to expectations when you have no idea what the expectations are right. or perhaps they're moving expectations, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're changing. And so, you know, I, I don't know what you've discussed with AHRFs and we obviously can't talk necessarily about what their requirements are, but if they can, if they are like, Hey Matt, if we can get X, Y, and Z results, then we, we would just buy ads forever. Yeah. And then the only goal you have is to just, reach that make sure it delivers and with, yeah. with dynamic ads and back catalog like that is easily achievable and so it's kind of this but even if it's not even if it's just like even if it's not dynamic and i'm just adding it in mm-hmm. there like they they wrote an entire article about how successful their campaign was with the money lab show yeah and so it was pretty transparent that they were into it and then i just was like do you want to do it again and they're like yeah mm. but I have to be the one to reach out. They're not going to reach, you know, they might oh, reach out, sure. but like I just knew and whether she, whether that, you know, blog post was written or not, I would have still asked them like, how did that go? Oh, it went great. Cool. Do you want to do it again? Sure. Now give me the price. Here's the price done. Mm. You know, obviously there are some 
sponsors who are not going to be that easy. I would say fire those motherfuckers because it's not yeah. worth all the stress and, and constant back and forth to get approve get approval of a one minute sponsor read. It's like Since fire- we've been working together on Listen My Matters the past few months, we fired a lot of advertisers yeah, who fuck just you know, we do an ad, it's no good. We do another ad and we work really hard on it and it's no good. And it's then you know what? We can't do good ads for you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like we're we're just not on the same page. Yeah. So I'm hoping that going forward with, with Money Lab, you know, my products at Money Lab will always be a backup source of revenue for the podcast. And on top of that, if a company comes in that I truly love and use on a daily basis, and I may reach out to a few of them just casually, people that are friends of mine, and just say, Hey, would you be interested in advertising? I'll give you a shot. You know, let's just try it for you know, a month and see what happens super cheap or like, you know, barter. And then, and then, okay, now let's, now let's, you know, turn up the heat, you know, basically Mm. pay for the shit. So who knows? That's sort of my goal with the show is to just, you know, always make money on the show. Always have some sort of ad running. And and keep it with companies you resonate with and that appreciate what you're delivering. Exactly. Is there anything else that you want to say about making money on podcasts? It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) It is hard. Uh, But it's very rewarding when it works, even if it's just a little bit of money. Like, our businesses at large make more, but I feel like the podcasts are the most rewarding pieces because you get this direct communication feedback. Totally. So I want to thank Dustin Backey for sending in my new middle name, Smells Like Chlorine because I run a pool site and have been a pool boy since I was 13. Thank you, Dustin. Of course, I want to thank Andrew, my Mandrew, for joining me on this and every episode of Money Lab. So thank you very Cheers, much. Cheers, man. Cheers. Head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and email matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on the show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. Please. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 